Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is taken from the Gospel lesson, especially Jesus' words, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Well, when electricity was being introduced to a Scottish village, almost everybody had the electricity except one couple. Um, They were the last couple in the village to get it. They were still using their propane lanterns. But eventually, the poles went up, the wires went up, and since it was the last home to get it, the whole village gathered around the home and in the home to see what it was like when this last home got electricity. And the man was there, and his wife was there, and so he looked to the wife and said, gave her an nod. She flipped the light on, and everybody rejoiced. Everyone shouted, they clapped, everybody in the village now has electricity. But then they noticed the man grab his propane lantern, And then he says to himself, boy, this makes lighting this much easier. So he lights the lantern and turns off the lights. (laughs) He didn't quite understand what the electricity was bringing to his home. Didn't understand the fullness of what it was and what it would be. That little story reminds us of what we are sometimes. We hear Jesus tell us that we are the light of the world. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Do we understand the fullness of what this means for us? Do we understand the fullness of what it means for those around us? That's what we're going to examine today. But as we do this, we remember that this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. And last week we heard it begin this way. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he said... So Jesus is talking directly to his followers... He's talking to his disciples, those who follow him, those who believe in him. And he says to them, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Notice the reality of the statement. It's not you will become or you might be. You are. You are salt and you are light. It is a fact. And so as we gather around as followers of Christ belonging to him and we hear those words, those words apply to you. You are salt. You are light. You are light to the world because you are followers of Christ. And this position of salt and light is not dependent upon you. It's dependent upon the Lord. The Lord has made you salt. He has made you light. By nature, we are nothing. We're lost. We're lost in the darkness of sin like everybody else. But Christ came to overcome the darkness. And on Easter morning, when he rose with the rising of the sun, so too was the rising of the sun that brought light to the world and brought salvation. And having earned salvation, he has come to you and called you by name and made you his own. He has brought you forgiveness. He has shown the light of his love and his forgiveness upon your heart, and you are now light. Light that is to reflect the light of Christ. And as our Lord speaks this morning, we are reminded that we live in a world darkened by sin. And as such, We live in a world that needs the light of the gospel. Needs the light of salvation. We know this real well, right? As we look out to the world, do we not see the darkness of sin, the darkness of death, the darkness of destruction, the darkness of despair? Doesn't it really need the light? And to think, you're the avenue. You're the means by which this world is going to see the light of Christ. What a joy and what a privilege. And our Lord makes this clear, that that this is our purpose, 
That part of the text that says, how can it be salty again, can also be translated, how can the world be salted? How can the world be shown light? Apart from that, how would it ever know darkness? And the Lord tells you that you have a purpose. He says when a person lights a lamp, he doesn't hide it under a basket. He puts it on a stand so that everyone can see it. And so if the light of the Lord has lightened upon your heart, has he not lit it for a purpose? That you might shine. That you might shine the dark light of, of Christ in the darkness of this world. And as we think about it, we know the importance of what our Lord has given us to do. We know the importance of, of the light shining. We know the importance even for ourselves, so we know the importance for others. But it really becomes a challenge, doesn't it? Because are you shining? Are you salting the world with the light of Christ? Do we do the way that we are called to do? Or are we blending into the darkness of the world? That's the challenge. See, it's easy to blend in with the darkness of the world, partly because what we do in this world is what the rest of the world does, right? We go to work, we live with our family, we enjoy life. All those activities are indeed the same as the rest of the world is doing it. And so the temptation is for us to not only do those same things, but do it in the way that the rest of the world does. But if we are, then we're not shining. We're not bringing salt to the world. Our Lord, as we hear the words today, is calling for you to live your life differently. The challenge of the Christian is to live the life that reflects the glory and the love of God in our words and in our actions. When we love, live among our family, we are to live differently. We live amongst our family with love, with compassion, with forgiveness, with mercy, knowing what it is to confess sins and receive forgiveness. When we go to work, we are to do it with honesty and with integrity and with kindness. When we look for enjoyment and entertainment, we do it differently. We do it with moderation, with thanksgiving. When we take care of the things given us, we do it differently. We do it with faithfulness and thanksgiving and perspective of, of what it really means and with generosity with what we have been given. So do we do that? In all the aspects of our life and in our work and in our home, and in our enjoyment, do we do it differently? You see, this is where our struggle is. Not only do we do it differently, but do people recognize it? Are people seeing the light of the gospel in you? Is our Lord seeing the light of the gospel in you? This is not easy, is it? And the reason that it's such a struggle is that by nature, even though we're called to be different, by nature, we're not different than the rest of the world. By our very nature, we're like everyone else. We're lost in sin. The difference is not what we have by nature. The difference is what we receive from Christ. The difference upon our life than anyone else is the fact that the light of Christ has shined, shone upon our hearts. It, our hearts are filled with his love. We are forgiven. That's what makes us stand out. That's what makes us different. And it's when we live out that love, that forgiveness and that life, that's when we are different. 
And when we do this, we do this with a different motivation even. The world operates according to self-glory. It wants to set itself forward in its own goals and ideas and ambitions. But our Lord reminds us what, what our motivation is. He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Then listen to this part. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Our motivation is to give glory to God. And God is glorified not because he's proud of us and what we have done, or not because we're proud that we might be better than the rest. No, God is glorified when his light is shining, when his love is shared, when his word is being lived out. God is glorified this morning. As we gather here today, we're here about our faith. The word is here to sustain us and, and to give us faith. We're shaped as light and salt this morning. We are filled with the light of Christ that shines upon us. And in this way, God is glorified. We are sinners who come here and acknowledge our sin, and we are forgiven. We're forgiven for not being the salt we should. We're forgiven for not being the light we should. We are forgiven for not being as different as we should. Whatever the sin, we're forgiven here. The love of Christ comes to us in the Word and in a sacrament and brings us that forgiveness. God is glorified. God is glorified as he enables us and fills our heart to go forward from this place to live a life that is different, to live a life that does glorify him. And as we live out our life, God is glorified when we reflect the love of God and his mercy, when we are kind and merciful to those around us, when we are forgiven and loving to those we work with, when we thankfully use all that we have from God to his honor and his glory, he is glorified. He's glorified when we encourage one another in our faith, that that we grow together in our faith. He's glorified when we point to unbelievers the love of Christ and they see the love of Christ in us and in others. God is glorified. He's always glorified when his light is shining when we are living out our faith, when we are loving one another, and we are loving him. I mentioned at the beginning that this whole word of God is directed toward believers. We have a special place in God's kingdom. We have a special place in this world. As believers, we have a great privilege. We have the privilege of sharing the love and light of Christ with others. And we know that's a privilege because we know what it means to us. We know how our life is different because of Christ being there and the forgiveness that he has shared. And we know that we, as we share that with others, others receive it. What a joy it is that the Lord has made a difference in our life and that we would have the privilege that through us, the Lord would make a difference in the lives of others. That all might know his love, his light, and his forgiveness. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith, life everlasting. Amen.